This episode of Ticket Volume is brought to you by us, Invigate. Get service operations under control in no time. Get one free month of our software solution by going to try.invigate.com. Ticket Volume is delighted to bring you an ITIL ITSM expert and author currently serving as the director of IT service management at a not-for-profit financial cooperative. He has a rich history of system and service experiences at companies like Sabre, American Airlines, American Express, and Citi, to name a few. Welcome to Ticket Volume, news and information for improving IT experiences. I'm your host, Matt Barron, and I get to chat with different leaders to share insights on service management, technology, and business, and this episode is going to be more of the same. I hope you're having a great day. I also hope that you leave a comment, connect with us, or share our podcast with someone. Get involved, get us better, get us improving. Now, let's begin. Welcome to Ticket Volume, Wasim Ahmed. Thank you, Matt. Uh, Pleasure to be on. Thank you. Yes, thank you for taking the time to be here. You've been sharing a ton. I say this to a lot of guests because I I see what people are doing online and my head either explodes or I just get more curious and I want to selfishly ask you questions about it. Um, And some of the content that you've been sharing recently has totally inspired me. Um, And so what I want to do is talk specifically about um, value stream mapping or VSM. You've shared recently... um, a lot about them, some of the specific details around value streams. Why do you think that they're becoming popular now? Yeah. So, um, you know, they started a long time ago, right. And I think they're becoming more popular now because a lot of factors involved, right. One of, one of them has to be the, um, increase, um, increase, you know, visibility of corporate, um, corporate organization, uh, their productivity and, and, you know, how they work. So that's one, and then the two, uh, you know, uh, we're just becoming more complex, and we need more, um, you know, more uh, visibility on on things that you know that's going on, and we need more values off of those. Uh, then we've got, you know, um, from complexity perspective, we've got interconnected processes, and then we also got global, um, you know, um, what do you call that, the uh, supply chain, right? So we are, um, you know, we are at at this point. You know, a lot of organizations, they are realizing the value too. They're trying to understand um, and things like that. So, you know, I, I think that's a, some of the things I can think of at this point. You know, why, why are they becoming more popular? Um, you know, just a couple of points here. Yeah. I love that you brought up supply chain because when I think about value streams, that that's kind of what I think about. It's the it's the virtual or the the non tangible version of of value streams right. uh, of, of supply chains. Exactly right. Um, and, and I also like that you pointed out they've been around for a long time. Um, I think I want to say that it's around the twenties or thirties where they started to really get popular around, with yeah. Toyota. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right. Initially, of course, manufacturing, right. And, and sorry, that's one of the, one of the, another reason too, um, that there's becoming more popular because, um, you know, cross industry, right. So it was manufacturing before now we're getting into, you know, different industries trying to, um, trying to, uh, you know, adapt those. Uh, and then also, um, you know, uh, as I can think of more where we're talking, um, is the uh, adoption of, um, you know, agile, princi- uh, agile methodologies and lean principles and things like that, right? So they include 
value stream. And then and as more and more people are adapting those, you see a lot of companies or organizations or individuals trying to adapt the value stream mapping. Um, so that's one of the reasons too. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, it, it when I look at value streams, because I've Googled this, of course, <laughs> you see those maps and it's clear that it's about supply chain, right? Like right. We, we get the widget, we, we work on it, we ship it, we store it, we ship it again. Exactly. Um, so value streams for process and value streams for IT services look different, right? Yep. Uh, what do you think, like when someone is starting on a visual stream or a, a value stream objective, where, where do they start? How do you begin? Yeah. So for, for IT, um, you know, so I, I you know, I want to mention ITIL, ITIL 4, it, um, it, it, you know, brought up, um, you know, uh, one of the, one of the heart of ITIL is ITIL, um, the service value system, uh, within then, within there, you've got the you know, sort of service value um, uh, um, so service of a system, and then you've got service value um, uh, chains, and then you got service, you know, you got uh, value streams. So and all that. So um, it, so it's kind of pretty related. I prefer introduce that concept there in there, um, just because you know it's it's very essential. Um, and then I think that it, they did a great job by doing that. Um, so when we go to IT uh, from that perspective, you know, you look at the practices, you look at the you know value streams, what you've got. Um, and then you see end to end, you know, what, what are you doing? Um, you know, for example, in one of my articles that I shared, or, um, I think post that was shared on, on LinkedIn was about this service design and how do you, you know, use a value stream, um, against that. Um, you know, that was just kind of a sample, but that's an example right there, um, that I introduced, uh, or not introduced, but, you know, I, I kind of, uh, talked about this, this uh, the time it takes, uh, and then the steps what we need, um, you know, in the service design process, uh, and and also what is, what are all our added value, and then what is our waste there. So, um, you know, so if you talk about service design, you try to design service, you know, um, and then you know one of your uh, um, audience or your customers or you know they they want a, a something you know designed, they will uh, you know go through a request, and the request is going to go through, and then it's going to go through different phases and. Um, you know, at the end, of course, what you're going to get is a value, which is basically design, um, you know, product or service. Um, you know, it could be in anything uh, within IT. Uh, it could be an application or a service or, you know. Um, so from that perspective, you know, you will see, you know, what's taking a lot of time, right? Is it in a service request area or is it in the transit or is it in the, you know, a requirement gathering? So a um, couple, couple of things I mentioned in my article over there was that, you know, for example, if you're taking a service request, you know, you know, if it's, if it's taking like about an hour and a half or something like that. And, um, you know, I find out that, you know, this, this one hour does not need to be in there because within service requests, you know, it's, we got to find out where are we losing time? Where is the value getting generated? Do we really need that, um, an hour? Can we do it in half an hour? So those are the things we can look at. Um, you have to break it, break down the service from end to end. And then see, you know, where you're wasting time, um, and you know, where you need to cut down on time. Where you need to um, anything that's not generating value, um, it's 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 waste, right? And that's one of the uh, you know agile um, or, or um, lean, I will say, uh, practices as well. Um, that when you know it, it's based on you know if if anything is waste, let it go, right? We don't need that. So so yeah, yeah, that's 
I, I love this because this is the details. This these are the the aspects of of continual improvement and service design, service delivery right. that really make a difference. Yep. It, on your delivery teams, you know, it asking them and understanding how we do the work can really help improve not only the delivery of the services but the experience. Then, right, because your your service levels can improve mm -hmm. your delivery times start to improve and i really like that you pointed out that it begins in the service design phase right when we're thinking about adding a new service um, or even an existing service yeah. like that's the opportunity to to do this sort of thing to understand where's the wait time can we reduce it? And and maybe you can't, yeah. right? Maybe, maybe because there's a there's an amount of, of waste that you can't get around. Right. You know, maybe, maybe it's just availability of, of service providers or right. availability of the, the people doing the work. Interdependencies and things like that, right? Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, a presentation recently about visualizing work. And this this is one of those things that you need to really understand those interdependencies, like right. you pointed out. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And I also like from your article, you did share some really, I love those tables. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a geek and a nerd about that kind of stuff. And it really just points out like, here are your process steps. Here's the time that each one takes. Right. And then understanding the value moments exactly. in those right. steps. That, that's kind of hard to, to visualize. So hopefully you go on LinkedIn and search up Wasim. um, find his articles um, and share them. Otherwise, I'll reshare them on my LinkedIn. So connect with us. Uh, and so once you have, like once you've start, sort of started the, the value stream mapping process and you have those charts and you've got a visual representation of, of how service is being delivered, what do you do with it? Um, so you try to, you try to kind of um, identify those ways and all that, right? And you've got this, you know, value stream map and you try to, you know, see, okay, well, okay, where can, because, you know, the whole idea is to continuously improve. You can never be perfect, right? So, so you got to continuously improve, you know, some people call it maturity, and that's good too. But I think that, you know, you can be maturing, you know, I think it, I, I you know, and I think it's, it's, it's supposed to be uh, continuously improving. So I think that that's what you do. You, you can, you know, keep on going back. It's the whole life cycle, right? You keep on going back and then say, okay, well, now where are the ways? And then, because, you know, over time, technology changes, right? Over time, people change, um, you know, and process kind of change. And so you got to keep on observing all people process technology and then make sure that, you know, where can you, when, where can you, um, you know, where can you um, uh, eliminate the waste and add value? So um, it's, I think the key word we're looking for is a continual improvement. Yeah, exactly. But but you brought up another good point. Not only is it continual improvement, but not letting the entropy sneak in, not letting us devolve, de devolve. Right. De yeah, because yeah. right. <laughs> it's going to happen. Stuff changes, yep. and we lose track of it. It just it's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. So, someone does the same thing a thousand times a day. Eventually, they're like, "Okay, I'm going to skip this part." <laughs> exactly right. So it's, um, you know, you just got to make sure that, you know, you've got a good good process around it, right? And, you know, if we, we go back to process, if the process is, which is continuously or every time you do it, it's going to produce the same result. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, for any number of factors, you know, the, uh, 
you know, you don't have a, a, a process which is mature. So yeah, it's make sure it's mature. You're producing results. The, every time you do it, same steps and uh, same same uh, end results and same value you're getting out of it. Um, just, uh, you know, keep on, keep on uh, continuously working on it, basically. That's what the goal is. Yes. Okay. Another article that you shared recently that, that really got my brain moving was um, the process tables. You were, I think you were mapping basically um, like one, one idea with another, like um, DevOps with ITIL4. Oh, exactly. Yes. Yes. I remember that article. I, 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 um, so I, I love that, um, that to, to integrate um, different, methodologies and frameworks um, and all that. But, you know, keeping the overarch uh, from governance and compliance perspective uh, and then within that. So you've got an overarching governance and compliance and underneath you've got, you know, all those methodologies and frameworks and all that, right? You know, I took him, you know, way before, right? And then now you've got Agile, right? And you've got all these and, you know, um, DevOps came and SRE and all that, right? So they come came very, very late. Um, but, you know, ITIL has been doing that for some time. So, but then again, there's some difference there. And, you know, it's ITIL is a framework and these are methodologies. And it's good to have, and that's another thing, good thing ITIL for did that, you know, it, it, it integrated and it gave us, um, you know, um, um, uh, I would say the, uh, something, a framework that integrates um, or talks to DevOps and SREs and, you know, all the other frameworks and methodologies and lean methodology that exist. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm just fanatic about that. I love that, um, that idea. <laughs> yeah. Take what works and leave what doesn't. Exactly. Right. Um, cause you know, there are a lot of challenges in organizations and most of the time what I see pain, um, uh, is, uh, that, you know, people would, would use their own, um, homegrown, um, you know, ideas, um, and then maybe reading a few articles on Google and, and probably like, you know, talking to some of the, their peers uh, and not really, um, understanding the methodology of framework and then thinking that that's what it is. And, mm. you know, and, and one of the things I, I, I keep on finding amazing, and I talked with some of the other uh, idol experts out there, right. Uh, and authors and, um, and, you know, uh, one of the things we agree on and is that there's a lot of certifications out there, but not really, you know, good, good uh, people who know um, how exactly to do it. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, so, so you see a lot of, a lot of certifications growing and, and, um, uh, and the impact of the organization is about the maybe same. I don't know, uh, but it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting fact. That's all. Yeah, yeah. It, there, I totally get it. Right? There's the what do I want to say? The 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 educational aspect of it, the the knowing aspect. Yes, that's important. But then, how do we apply it? Can implement implication. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I'm looking for. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people are looking for the easy button because you're right. There's pain out there. Yep. Um, and there is no like prescribed prescription where you can just okay. say, "Boom, buy this thing; it'll fix all your problems." Right. It really is about like understanding your organization and adapting all the ideas out there to to use what works. Yep, exactly. And and the other thing I was I was you know I continuously keep on finding in my experiences. Um, you know, organizations um, keep on keep on emphasizing on tools. Um, they start every time with a tool, <laughs> and they blame the tool that you know tool is not doing it. But they don't, you know, they don't step back and understand it's not the tool. You don't start from the tool. Uh, so it's it's a it's a you know literally everywhere I've been maybe 
with the exception of a couple of organizations, um, you know, there's there's always uh, this thing that, you know, we're just blaming a tool. Yeah. Better to start with understanding how the work okay. is being done. Yep. And then move towards the tool and don't go too fast. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And and that's why in my that you know uh, that article you mentioned, um, you know, in um, where I kind of uh, you know talked talked about ITEL and DevOps and COVID and you know SRE, um, you know, where basically I'm talking about um, you know uh, we should have an overarch uh, governance and compliance, which is you know COVID, and and then we take uh, ITEL as an overarching, and then you know we. Uh, combine the the DevOps and combines SREs, um, you know, uh, practices um, within there. And, you know, we come up with the robust framework for the organization, which is basically it we already done. Because, you know, COVID's got, if you look at governance, you know, all the control objectives um, and end-to-end, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, and then, you know, that will drive everything within your organization. You know, I tell and I would drive the, you know, uh, Along with you know the methodologies with uh, with um, SRE and DevOps, you know, so you can you can do a lot there. Um, I, I I don't know if I've seen many companies doing that. I think it's just, uh, um, but I think that's the way it's supposed to be. That's yeah. That's what I thought about it a lot, and I was like, you know what? Not a lot of people, organizations are doing it. So I thought that you know, let's just put it out there um, and see what the reaction is. So I'm glad that you noticed that. So. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do a spray and pray kind of application. Like I'm going to take all these medications and one of them is going to work. (laughs) You really do need to think holistically. And and you you brought to point uh, a mind, uh, you brought to my mind a point that several of my guests have been making that it's not, it's never just ITIL. It's never just COVID. It's never just DevOps. Yeah. It's all of them at differing layers yeah. of the organization. Exactly. It, it, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, but, and then, and to your point, I think, so it's going to be, something has to be overarching, right? Um, it, something has to be driving all that, right? So mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the things I, I saw missing in organizations is SMO, which is service management organization, right? We talk about PMOs, project management organization, and, you know, everybody very well understand that. But nobody, like, you know, I, I don't know if I've seen anybody, um, you know, uh, having an SMO and driving the whole, um, you know, uh, a, a service management, right? Uh, so, so that's that's another thing um, I mentioned in my article there that, um, you know, that is key. It's an essential part. Um, it, something has to be, you can't just take bits and pieces. Um, you know, some organizations think about that uh, internet and problem management is service management and, 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 and. I just keep on like, no, this is not, uh, you know, it's not incident problem management, you know, and, and they think that incident problems should be done with the same team as well. If they're not pyramid separate and like, no, that's, that's another, no, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, so there's a lot, out, lot out there and I think that, you know, I hope people find that interesting, um, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I really feel like you you've hit the nail on the head there. That that is something that we have forgotten over the last mm-hmm. five years. We definitely saw it in the early two thousands where people were they had process teams, mm-hmm. they had people that were focused on improving specific processes and working together to keep those interlinks um, together and tight and useful. Yep. Uh, and like you said, it's not just incident problem change. It's, you know, it's so easy to just get lost in the, the, again, that's almost like jumping towards the tool. Yeah. 
the, the real value is in that continual service improvement exactly. in service management. And, and exactly. so let's, let's talk about that just real quickly, because your role, IT service man, director of IT service management, do, does that mean that you have a service management organization or is it a one-man shop? What's your situation like? Um, so, yeah, it's not really a one-man shop. We've got, you know, I've got the whole team and I also have a, actually a platform, service on platform, um, IT system tool we use. Um, so I've, I've got pretty much everything what I need to do for my organization um, to reach that level. So I'm, I'm blessed to have that. Um, and I think that that's a, that, that's a key, right? I mean, some some organization you, you don't have a control over tool, but you have really good processes. But when it comes to you know enhance the tool for what you want to measure, you can't really do that because you know probably the tool um, team does not agree with you on that because you know some some sometimes they will you know go back and say no, it's going to create a lot of customization. We don't want to do that, but they don't understand the value. Um, and an example I can give you. Is the uh, you know if you're doing incident management and MTTR is so important within an incident management, uh, you know not, not a lot of tools. Um, you know I, I've been mostly working with um, ServiceNow and you know there are some other tools of course out there as well, uh, Freshworks and all the other ones and some of the are, are um, you know some of the other ones. But um, as far as I know that you know these things do not come built in. Like for example, if you want to measure an MTTR, uh, you know like end to an MTTR for an incident, right? Like for example, uh, you know, time to detect, time to, you know, escalate, time to restore, um, you know, and things like that, right? Um, you won't have that. So you have to sometime go into the tool, enhance that, and, you know, sometime might come with that, but um, I have not seen them. So you have to go enhance those tools. So, um, you know, those are things, some of the things, I guess, you know, uh, people or organizations that don't understand that either. They just look at maybe overall um, incident resolution, you know, we resolve the incident in two hours or four hours, or maybe, you know, X percent of the time, percent of the time we did not meet our um, goal. Yes. So, but then again, if you don't have that MTTR, you're, you're not measuring it, uh, that, you know, maybe that X number of time you exceeded that SLA goal. What went wrong? You know, did mm. it find the call, uh, rich call in a timely manner or, you know, uh, do you have vendors? They're not communicating, or they're not, you know, joining, or you know, so, so things like that. You know, we're not we're not measuring that. So I think that um, you know, I, I've got the full advantage to measure those things, and um, so I think that that's that's very positive if you are able to do that in an organization. Yes, it really helps you figure out where the problems are, the yeah. bottlenecks. It, I, I like that point where you need to measure th some things, but then there's other things that you're measuring. Exactly. So that, when you don't hit that, you've got these other things you can lean on. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh, that's how you scale service management, right there. <laughs> oh, Wasim, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being on Ticket Volume. Where can people find you and connect uh, to learn more? Well, I'm I'm on LinkedIn, um, and uh, you know, sometimes I'm I'm you know around on Clubhouse as well. Um, we've got a Clubhouse for uh, you know, there's a lot of people there. We do topics. Um, I've been, I, I got to admit that I've been not that active um, for the last, you know, uh, a year or so. Uh, I've just been really busy. But, uh, you know, I'm thinking of starting back again. I've got, you know, a few uh, really good near, dear friend of mine, which have been on your show as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we are already connected. So, so I, you know, it was, it was great to connect with them. And, um, you know, we're starting to have, uh, I think, some cadence there. Um, so we're going to do so. Yeah, Clubhouse is one area and um, LinkedIn is absolutely just search me up and I'm there. Yeah. 
I love it. I love it. Thanks for being a part of the community. Thanks for being on Ticket Volume. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you for inviting me to the show. And, uh, you know, this was really uh, a pleasure talking to you on that. Likewise, my friend. And to our audience, thanks for listening to Ticket Volume. You can change and improve this podcast by DMing me or leaving a comment below. Speaking of ticket volume, did you know that this podcast is brought to you by Invigate, the all-in-one IT service and asset management system that helps organizations with world-class IT support? If you're looking to build a solution to help your help desk without the headaches and without the headaches of year-long implementations, you are going to love Invigate. In fact, IT teams from Toyota, NASA, and McDonald's use Invigate to manage requests automate workflows and centralize inventory data so that they can focus on delivering better service because good service is good business.